Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are doing a series called The Leadership Difference. We're in part two this week and uh, just as a reminder, where does the difference come from? One of my favorite leadership quotes when Jesus was training his leaders, Matthew 20 verse 26, he said to them, but among you it will be different. In other words, Jesus is looking for leaders in the kingdom that are different to that uh, politically minded, power hungry type of leadership that we see in the world. Now, the key understanding for me is that when Jesus touches a part of our lives, it should be different. When Jesus touched the blind man, his eyes were opened. And, and when he touched uh, the mute man, he rebuked that spirit in him. He spoke again. In fact, it says in Matthew 12 and verse 22, Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. In other words, when Jesus has touched you, you are different. In fact, I would go so far as to say, if you're not different, it may be because Jesus hasn't touched you. And too many kingdom leaders are looking exactly like worldly leaders. The question is, have you allowed yourself to be touched and changed by Jesus? So we're looking at five ways that Barnabas was a different leader. I love Barnabas. He's an amazing leader. And uh, just for context, he was sent to the new church plant in Antioch where there was a move of God and he was sent down. And uh, he's an incredibly encouraging leader. In fact, his name, Barnabas, is not his real name. His real name is Joseph, but no one calls him that. He was called Barnabas, a nickname which means son of encouragement. He was such an encouraging leader. And I believe that's the leadership difference right there. Encouragement is the ability to put courage in to people when they need it because all of us need courage. So five different characteristic areas that Barnabas in, in Barnabas's life that Jesus had touched and I believe areas in our lives that Jesus wants to transform as well. Last week we looked at different eyes. Today I want to look at how his tongue was different as well. In Acts chapter 11, verses 22 and 23, news of this reached the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, and if you missed last week's episode, his eyes were different. He saw what God was doing, not just problems and hassles. It says he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. In other words, his speaking, the way Barnabas communicated was words of encouragement. Now, most people don't speak words of encouragement. Most people by default actually speak words that are negative, critical, unhelpful. You ask most people, how are you doing? And you'll get an answer, oh, busy, overwhelmed, hassle, this, that, blaming, complaining, this and the next thing. How did Barnabas speak? He spoke encouragement. He is an encourager. It's interesting that he's called the son of encouragement. In other words, he must have grown up in an encouraging environment. And that's a key point because if we're going to be encouraging leaders, able to put courage in others, then we can only give what we have. We have to be able to draw courage from God so that we can inspire courage in others. And that's the big idea. You have to be encouraged to give encouragement. When I was a young pastor growing up, the first kind of church leadership experience, I was learning to preach, learning to lead meetings. And there was a particular pastor who was leading that church who just, well, he didn't give encouragement. And as this young uh, upstart pastor doing my best to preach, I was desperate. Give me something. Give me some feedback and just nothing. Eventually, in absolute desperation, I went to him. I said, please, give me some encouragement. He looked at me and he said, nope. When I was growing up, my dad never encouraged me. And I don't encourage people. If you want encouragement, go and get it from God. Yikes. 
I don't encourage that as a leadership style. It did teach me one thing, though, that actually we do need to learn to draw our encouragement from God, especially leaders. We have to be encouraged so that we can encourage others. Quick examples from the life of David. David learned to receive encouragement firstly from his friend Jonathan in 1 Samuel 23, 16. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. What a great friend. We need to be friends like that and surround ourselves with friends like that. Secondly, then he learned to receive encouragement directly from God. 1 Samuel 30, verses 3, it says, When David and his men returned or reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Aninom and Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord his God. In such a trial, house destroyed, family gone, men turning against him, he'd first learned to receive encouragement from his friend Jonathan. Now he'd learned to find his strength directly from God. And uh, as a result, we still live in the encouragement that David gives us. He wrote most of the Psalms, and here's a little example in Psalm 56:10: In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? In other words, leaders, we've got to learn to draw our encouragement from God so that we can be encouraging leaders to the people around us. Problem, of course, is that the tongue eh, is the most difficult part of our lives to bring under the lordship of Jesus. In James 3, verses 7 and 8, I think James got it perfectly right when he said, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yikes. But I believe it's true. In other words, I love the fact it says no human can tame the tongue. To bring our tongues into line with the Word of God is not going to take human effort. It's going to take the divine power of God by the Holy Spirit in our lives, which is why leaders... We need to be intentional about asking Jesus to touch our tongues, our lips, so that we would speak words that are encouraging and uplifting. So let me wrap up with a quick challenge. Three quick things. Number one, confession of sin. I want you to evaluate right now. Bible says in Philippians 2.14, do everything without grumbling and arguing. Yikes. It says in Matthew 5.37, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Lies, manipulations, exaggerations, just yes or no. Matthew 5.22, again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. That was an insult. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. I want to ask you now, do you need to confess and bring your tongue under the Lordship of Jesus? Will you come and touch my lips and purify my heart? Number two, we need revelation. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We need a revelation of why encouragement is so important. 
Our spirits, uh, encouragement to our spirit is like water to our bodies. We become dehydrated without water, and then our organs shut down. In the same way, our spirit without encouragement begins to dry out and become hard and vulnerable to sin. And then lastly, practice speaking words of encouragement. Ephesians 4, 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Hebrews 10, 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So leaders, have you asked Jesus to touch your tongue, to bring your tongue under His Lordship so that we would be different leaders, leaders of encouragement who can inspire others. Hope it helps. Can't wait to see you again next week. God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.